the Open Source Creative Podcast, Episode 20, Me, Me, Me. This is the Open Source Creative Podcast, a podcast where I ramble on about creativity, process, and open source software during my work commute. I'm Jason Van Gumster, your host and driver. This is a short episode, and a late episode. So, sorry about that. I feel horrible. Not just for being late, but I, I also actually feel physically ill. However, it's not, not as bad today as it was yesterday, so recovery! Hurrah! <laughs> Anyhow, it's uh, it's good that this episode is short, since it's basically just about me and what I've been up to in the last year, year and a half. Uh, basically just a recap of personal projects and whatnot. Well, it's it's either that or you might think of it as a, a series of excuses for not keeping up with the show during that time. Eh, pick your poison. Actually, better yet, when the show's over, why don't you give me a shout and let me know what you've been doing for the last year or so. I'd love to hear about it. Maybe I can even spend part of the next episode sharing your stories. This is a good idea. Hmm. I, I'll have to think about how exactly I'll pull that off. Maybe maybe I'll do that as part of a show intro or something. But, you know, it, it's worth thinking about. Give me your suggestions and tell me what you've been up to. But, I've rambled on for too long. Let's get on with the show. Oh, we're going to toast marshmallows, are we? Could be. So, this episode, I'm going to be talking about... By the way, <clears throat> sorry, if my voice sounds a little bit weird, it's because I feel kind of horrible. That's also the reason why this episode's coming out a day later, so... Because yesterday I felt like death and slept for 17 hours to recover. Nothing like a, a death coma to help you feel better. In any case... I told you guys last episode, and the episode before that one, that I was going to do a recap episode about all the stuff that I've been doing in the last year and a half since the podcast went went to sleep. So that's what this episode is. This episode is, uh, is all about what I've been up to. And, you know, other stuff, but we'll cover some of that. Now, I recorded that the... The episode for the the advertising episode, which is what you guys heard last uh, last week, which is episode 19, the ARG of paid traffic. I recorded that one a year and a half ago. Uh, I think it was back in June or July. I think. I have to double check when I recorded that. In any case, uh, I just, at that point in time, I just... Uh, Blender for Dummies 3rd Edition had just come out, and my first... Book of Lies, definitely true. That had just come out, and uh, I was basically I was keeping up with that, trying to market those things a little bit, and, and moving forward. And now, um, what happened after that was in September. Uh, well, actually, in mid-August, I decided that. Uh, I wanted to give myself a little creative challenge. Remember, back in episode two, I talked about the notion of the, the, the daily creative, trying to do at least one creative thing every day. Well, 
I uh, had this crazy idea. I decided that in November, this again of last year, I was going to do NaNoWriMo. And I know that before NaNoWriMo is October, and October is Inktober, so for ink drawings and whatnot. And then, but there's nothing, nothing for September. And so I, I came up with the idea of doing Sculpt Timber, which, like Inktober or uh, NaNoWriMo, they'll Sculpt Timber was you do a sculpture 3D or like digital or or otherwise. So you can do it with real real materials as well, and uh, do one every day. So my 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 plan last year was to do what I was calling a creative trimonthalon, where I would do Sculpt Timber, then Inktober, and then NaNoWriMo, back to back to back to back, and I did that, and actually I I almost. I almost completed all of it. I, I got all of Sculpt Timber done. I got all of um, uh, Inktober done. Uh, I just fell fell short on my word count for NaNoWriMo. I, wor- I, I wrote every day for NaNoWriMo. I just didn't have the word count for it. But uh, I started a, a Facebook group to go along with that. And actually, a couple a couple brave souls actually went along doing all three of those uh, challenges. Some people only did Inktober, some people only did Sculptember, and some people only did NaNoWriMo, but there are a few, just a few, who attempted to do all three. And um, at the end of that challenge, we had a little Facebook group, and you know we shared each other, shared with each other uh, our work for for that period of time that we kind of wanted to keep on doing it. And so that group actually morphed into a daily creative group, which. Uh, I still maintain and, and manage, and that group is uh, now it's it started with maybe a dozen people in it, and now we're we're up to almost 400 people in the group now. Uh, if you're interested in in uh, getting on the group, it's it's on Facebook. Just do a look for Daily Creative, and uh, you should be able to find it. It's a it's a um, it's not a private group, but it is closed, so you have to ask to to join it because we don't want people just spamming old work or you know spamming whatever they made they, it's the whole idea is to again like like i said in episode two way back when uh the idea is to do something creative each and every day and that is could be writing could be music could be animation could be 3d graphics drawing illustration sculpture any of these things and uh the, 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 and so you post what you're working on. Now, it doesn't have to be a completed work every day. You can do uh, works in progress on the same piece over and over and over again, and that's perfectly acceptable because the idea is just to, is to do something. It's not necessarily to complete something, uh, not, not in that go-round. But that, that trimonthalon, uh, I, I took a lot out of the... I, like I said, I... I even though I didn't finish NaNoWriMo, I, I completed all three events, and uh, I, I it, it took a lot out of me. So that was three months of not doing the podcast because I, I didn't have time to do the podcast and this uh, and those things. Which, in retrospect, I probably could have still tried to do the podcast because I would have had basically the biggest thing would be to change the the way that I I do editing and. Uh, yeah, we'll have to see how that works out. Now, the other... Th- then, so... 
so as such, I, I when you when you get yourself out of the habit of doing something, it's hard to get yourself back into the habit of doing something. So come the end of the year, that's when the holidays are, and that's when all those things start to happen. That that of course made it difficult to do the podcast, but I I also started wanting to do other fun and exciting creative things. Why not, right? Uh, and I started getting myself a little bit distracted with code. So one of the things, and I posted this to my blog, uh, was a, a I was I was looking into because again I'm, I've been interested in books and writing and whatnot. So I was looking at book covers and book covers as a genre. One of the things that, that people give advice for on book covers is to do uh, stuff that matches your genre, right? The idea is you, you make a book cover that, that looks like it fits within the genre. And so what I wanted to do, I saw a, a post by uh, Pat David. If, you don't, if you're not aware of Pat David, you probably should check him out. He's a really, really cool guy working with uh, GIMP and mostly with GIMP, but also with, with, with the GMIC uh, plugin for it as well. I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. In any case, uh, he had done this thing with GMIC a while back where he was averaging together a bunch of, a bunch of images. He would either average together many frames from a, from a video or film, or he would average together a bunch of different photos and whatnot. And so I, I took a look at that, and I was like, you know, I could, I could do something like that for book covers and see what jumps out in terms of book covers that would make them uh, see if I could find any sort of like general generalities I could say for for particular genres so I spent a little bit of time with a little bit of Python and what I did is I wrote a little script that would go on Amazon pull the top 50 books from each category, each genre, and average all of those images together to create a new image, and then you'd see what, what uh, sort of, from, from, that, from that combined thing, you'd get an idea. So, like, the images themselves, they could look a little bit like garbage, but you start getting an idea of where titles get placed, or what colors dominate for a particular genre, or... Or, or, or those sort of things. It was, it was a really cool experiment. I kind of wanted to run that script sort of on a monthly basis, but I or create a a a, a web app to, to do that sort of on demand. But I never got around to doing that. Uh, and I'd like to I'd like to revisit that script and maybe add in another uh, facet to it where it sort of does uh, color separation, so you actually see not just by the average of colors, but you can see, you know, take all of the colors from all of them and, and see what color gets used the most and compositionally uh, how, how those things all work together. That's something I'd really be interested in, in reapproaching. But I got the baseline of that, that, that little bit of coded script down, and now when I, when I want to do a book cover, at least I have a tool in hand that would allow me to, to play with that. And then moving forward, I, I got another little coding distraction. I started, uh, I, I was finishing up this, this piece of fiction that I've been working on, and one of the things that's really important to me when it comes to 
to writing fiction in particular, but writing in general, is, and I don't think people pay enough attention to it, is pacing. And pacing in a purely mechanical sense also is what I'm talking about. So for if you're not aware, pacing is, is how quickly you read, you go through a story. And you can actually control pacing with the the length of the words, the length of the sentences, and the length of the paragraphs, and even the length of the chapters that you're using. And it's not, it doesn't even have to be with like reading level or the difficulty of the words or, or the commonality of the words. It's, it's uh, even if you take that out of the accounting and, and just go with the raw numbers. So numbers of Numbers of letters in a word, numbers of words in a sentence, numbers of sentences in a paragraph, and then you, you apply a couple base rules to it, such that, you know, maybe a, a one-word paragraph, well, shorter words, shorter paragraphs, shorter sentences in general will, will make you read faster, and longer, you know, conversely, longer words, longer sentences, longer paragraphs will make you read slower, or make the reader read slower, I should say. But then you have sort of things where you have like one word sentences or one sentence paragraphs that will stop the reader, will slow, will, will purposefully slow down the reader. And so with those basic guidelines as rules, I started working on another little bit of code script thing where I took a given pieces of piece of writing, uh, ingested all the letters, words, and what, whatnot from it and generated a graph that would show the pacing. So if you wanted if you wanted to read fast in some parts and slow in other parts, it would show you a graph that would show you where and and what, you know, how fast the reading was going in that particular piece of writing. And uh it's I I started it in Python with Matt Plotlib, I think was the name of it. But I started, I started in Python, but I wanted to get some more real-time feedback and whatnot. So uh, I switched over to running it in JavaScript and made it more of a web app. Now, there's some performance issues I'm having with it and some definitely some user interface issues that I'm having with it because the natural thing people want to do is, is treat it like a score, so they want it to go faster. But that's, that's not exactly the, uh, the, the goal. You know, your, your pacing isn't always about making the person read faster it's also about making the person making your audience read faster when you want to read them to read faster and slower when you want the story to slow down uh or again it doesn't have to be fiction it could be for non-fiction as well and so there's a lot of really like cool little things you could maybe i'll talk another episode about that about sort of hacking the brains of your audience by doing these little tricks and whatnot but i wrote a little like i said i wrote a little uh javascript web app to basically take your take your words and because I write and mark down it takes all those that with the all of my text parses it as marked down makes it uh, has a, a, a readable sort of beautiful side where you see the, the the rendered text and then a graph that shows you the overall uh, speed what I call the, the the reader velocity at specific points within the within the, the document and I think it works reasonably well again like with the last one, I got it to a point where it suffices to a point for me as a tool. I'd like to see it 
I like to be able to do more with it down the road and and but that particular piece of code I, I did actually share it's on my github account it's called word pacer and I'd really like to expand that and, and build in you know some sort so updates in real time as you write for instance that'd be a great feature instead of having to hit a button to refresh it every time so that's another thing that I've been up to that little bit of code also incidentally if you're if you're interested in the uh book cover pulling book covers from amazon code i haven't shared that yet i haven't put that on github yet but if you're interested let me know and i can put that up now and, and then in addition to all of those other things i was also invited to be a moderator on opensource.com and start writing a a monthly column plus other other pieces of writing for, for opensource.com and so my focus over there is uh, I write a, an open art column but I, my focus in general is on you know, open source as it relates to creativity which you know kind of it kind of fits with this podcast and actually I hadn't mentioned I think it's mentioned in my bio on opensource.com that I do this podcast but I never mentioned writing for opensource.com on this podcast at least I don't think I have I should go back and listen to old episodes in any case, I started doing that, so I've been writing about open source and, crea- and, and, and creative production on, on opensource.com for, for a while now, and I've actually started a new series uh, a couple months ago on Python tricks for artists, and I've got two articles in on that one, and i got a couple more articles under my belt that I'm going to be adding in, and I think it'll be really useful and interesting to to, to be, because I think I think... Getting coders to understand, getting artists to understand code to just make your life easier and make your work faster is uh, very, very, very worthwhile. And so, just just knowing a little bit of a little bit of script, a little bit of code to do that is is going can save you tons of tedium and, and whatnot. So, and that maybe that's something I should talk about in another episode as well. But this one's all about me, me, me. Uh, <laughs> but those those are basically the things that I've been up to since uh, since the podcast was on last I've been been and of course I've been writing I have uh, the fiction thing that I've been telling you guys about that should be coming out hopefully with any luck at the beginning of 2017 uh, and then I have a series of nonfiction books about open source and creative so very specifically about using uh you know if you want to do illustration what tools would you use and how would you go about using them and and those sort of things if you want to do audio production etc uh, i have a whole series of of short little non-fiction pieces that i want to get finished up polished up and and sent and and published for your, for for you guys to uh read and and, and hopefully find useful so that's what I've been working on for the last year and a half, and thinking about it, you'd think that I I would since I hadn't been doing the podcast that I'd be doing more, but but uh, no, that's pretty much it. I've been doing keeping up with with the daily creative thing, uh, and I'll put links to some of these things in the show notes so that you know you, you can see them. But yeah, I've been doing the the daily creative. I've been. I did the Creative Tri-Month one. I've been writing articles for OpenSource.com. 
got distracted with a couple times with a, piece, a couple pieces of code. One for averaging book covers and one for oh, one one the word pacer for for measuring the the pace of pacing of a piece of writing. And uh, and by the way, if anybody wants to offer help on on any of those code pieces and you know offer suggestions for coding style or maybe more effective rule or more effective rule set. Would love to have feedback on that. Then again, I'll put links to that in the show notes. But yeah, that's a uh, that's pretty much what I've been doing. So I guess I'll leave it at that. I'm getting to the end of my drive here. So short podcast this week, but you know, wouldn't want me to drone on and on for too long about myself. So that would be that would be annoying. Next week we'll be back with with an actual episode on on something related to uh, not just me. <laughs> All right. So, coming to the end of this, time to get to work. And now we've arrived to the end of the show. As always, if there's something I say that strikes a chord, you can make a comment on, about, on it on the podcast section of my website. That's monsterjavagoods.com. Or you can track me down. I'm Jason Van Gumster. I'm on your favorite social media site. Just look for Monster Java Guns, or, you know, my name, and tell me what you think there. Uh, especially about what you've been doing in the last year or so. I'm really interested in knowing that. I also have an email newsletter. It's a plain text like traffic thing, and uh, I, I will be sending emails on it eventually. <laughs> but when I do send it, they'll be getting early ins on knowing anything that I'm going to be going up to, conferences or, sh- or showings or just random about this. Anyhow, you can subscribe to that on the sidebar of my site. But that should about do it. I'll see you next week. Get back to work.